Alright, hey guys, and welcome to the Three Drinks In Podcast, episode number 244. I'm your host, Vince. Over there is your host, Phil. Hey. There's Phil. In this episode, we are talking about Lightyear, starring Mr. Chris Evans as the titular Buzz Lightyear. Uh, but before we get started, we want to ask you to please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Make sure that you try and leave a, a rating or even a review. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Three Drinks In Pod. You can like us on Facebook and you can email us at Three Drinks In Podcast at gmail.com. Lastly, don't forget to check out our merchandise over there at tpublic.com. All right. So, do infinity and beyond. And beyond. Uh, yeah. I'm enjoying a nice uh, beer from a very new brewery in Springs, New York, called the Springs Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> they nailed it. They did. <laughs> and uh, it's good. It's it, This is their Kolsch. And right now, as far as I can tell, you can only find them at like a few select stores in East Hampton, Long Island. And uh, and that, like you know like the farmers markets and that kind of thing there. So I was out there this past weekend and I came across this and I was like, ooh, and it's good. Yeah, like I mean, Springs, New York. Where the hell even is that? It's really like it's a it's like a hamlet of East Hampton. Yeah. So once you get out to the end of Long Island, the Island Forks, and there's the uh, the North Fork and the South Fork. The, the South Fork is the Sort of fancy place, and the and East Hampton is the fanciest of the like the three, three areas there, which is like I think is West Hampton, East Hampton, and then Montauk, and um, there's uh there's a bunch of breweries out there. No, like the Montauk Brewery is pretty popular. I've seen a lot of their stuff around, uh, here where I live, which is close to the city, and um, but I actually went there, which was nice. It's it's funny. It's not. Like you, you figure if they're selling beer all the way over here, they're kind of a big operation, but they're really not. They're, they're just they're just like a building, and you, can, and you go and you sit outside. There's no like Captain Lawrence has like a giant room and a whole thing, and this is much more low key than that. Even it was it was kind of nice. So, um, but uh, but this but this one was. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 not even sure they have a actual like place to go and drink beer. It's just like. It's just a brewery. They just make the beer, and then you buy the beer and drink the beer. Uh, yeah, that's how they used to be. Right. You know? it, it was just. It wasn't a place to go. It was just you a place that they made beer. You wouldn't hang out there. They'd just be like, <laughs> do you want to buy some? And like, then you'd say, like, can we just stand here and drink it? And they'd be like, okay. Like, it wasn't... <laughs> You wouldn't want to, you know, and it smelled and it was dirty because it was like a working place. So. Yeah. And there was something kind of endearing about that. The the further it moves from that, the sort of less interesting the whole thing becomes. You know, like, I, I like how, like, you can go and drink beer at a place and then they go, like, do you want a tour? Like, we can show you around for a minute. And they go, okay, sure. And we make this beer over here and this beer over there. And yeah, those tours are very basic, like. This is a big vat where we make things. And this is the other vat where we mix things together. It's like, oh, wow. Maybe you can come watch me do work at my cubicle next week. Like, <laughs> was good just trade. Are there dogs at your cubicle? Well, no. Well, I'm not going. Can I drink beer there? No. Well, then, yeah, forget it. <laughs> and I totally understand why. So, late year. Light Disney Plus. year. Came to Disney Plus recently. Yeah. Still um, baffled by this movie. I was baffled. I yeah, I've seen it <sighs> twice now. Once with we took my son, who's six, and he he actually came to us and he said, you know, the Buzz Lightyear movie comes out. And I was like, yeah, it does. And like I kind of got it, got the hint from the the trailers, which like. The trailer was really quite dramatic. You know, they had the, the Elton John song. You know, they had like a remix of Starman, and it was super David, dramatic. David Bowie, you idiot! Oh, it's Bowie. <laughs> sorry, it's not it's, it's, it's a different gay British man. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, well, because the the version was different. It was it, it wasn't your 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 basic. Yeah, it was a remix. Yeah, so it was I remember just, watching it then, being like, "I don't understand." He, 
He was a toy. <laughs> I was the idea of it kind of worked for me to go like, well, there's this whole like Buzz Lightyear story that you're not aware of. What was the Buzz Lightyear story? Okay, I I, I could see them mining that and be like, it's not a sequel, and it it's a little bit more creative than just making Toy Story five. So fine, but so my son came came to me and said like, can we, can we go see this? And he never ever has asked to go to the movies. He's very sort of like sensitive when it comes to sensory things. So he's not looking to seek out that kind of like dark room, loud noise environment thing, but he actively wanted to go see it. So like on the last day of school, we we picked him up and we like, do you want to go see the, the Buzz Lightyear movie? He's like, yeah, he was so excited. And we get there and we made it maybe 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And he was like, can we go? I, I don't want to. I don't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> I really didn't blame him. Like we tried to be like, you know, let's see. And I bought him like a seven dollar bag of Doritos just to see if he could make it through it. Like if I just keep giving him Doritos, and he's like, okay, I'm done now. We should. We should I, I finished my Doritos. We should leave. I go. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, there was another hour after that because it was a little longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was like an hour forty. Yeah, so it wasn't super super short. Um, I just thought it was so strange because that first trailer didn't tell you anything. Actually, I don't think any of them did. No, they were just you know, here's a movie about this person, and you were like, and if they weren't trading on the fact that it was from the Toy Story movies, it wouldn't have mattered. But they were, so I was like, but he was a toy. So how are they going to pull this one off? And when they explain it in like the title, you know, two little text boxes i was like oh okay that's something i guess here's the fictional movie the character watched and the other fictional movie that you saw 30 years ago <laughs> and i was like all right that's sure fine yeah so what did you think of late here <sighs> you know what i hate doing and i i'm I, answering my questions yeah <laughs> I, I go to answer it, and I go, well, all right. And then I have to break the movie in half. Do I want to talk about the movie qua movie, or do I want to talk about the movie in the context of the IP from which it derives? And, like, that's – I, I want to do the first one. You're allowed to do both. Well, I have to do both, and I, like, I kind of feel like it's a cop-out. So, all right, I literally just finished watching the full movie about – a half an hour ago and towards the end of it my wife is like wait why are there two of them and i was and i looked at it and i'm like yeah either i'm not really paying that close attention or they didn't adequately explain that <laughs> so when she asked that it became a bad movie like, up to that point, I was just kind of like, all right, well, this is not exactly what I expected to get. And the title cards or the the the, the textbook cards in the beginning of the film really kind of screw with it in, in some far deeper ways than people have been, you know, worried about on social media. But, uh, okay, fine. Like... You know, whatever. But then, then, then she pointed that out to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is dumb. And it just kind of became a dumb movie. And it's not terribly interesting and it's not terribly clever and it isn't very sort of courageous as, as storytelling. It was just kind of like a very flat, boring thing that was just trading on a property. And like, you can do that with a trailer. You can just say, we're going to make a Buzz Lightyear movie. And wasn't he exciting to watch in this? Couldn't you imagine how crazy his actual adventures might be? And you go, uh, yeah, I could. Okay. So I'll I'll pay $10 and go see that. Well, 10 But like, fine. But you can't make a whole movie doing that. And that's essentially what they did. Oh, and Taika Waititi wasn't doing anything. So we'll make him be cute for a little bit and so like the movie's not very good it's not very bad it's just not very good like you know they have a little adventure they do this they're kind of a fun time travel thing and you know 
it was reasonably engaging. The parts that were action-packed were kind of there and kind of, you know, certainly different than I expected in terms of where, like, what the setting was and, you know, a little less banal than just a, ba- you know, like Starship Troopers was kind of a thing. Like, you know, it was a kind of more interesting version of that. But um, but the fact that they, 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 they were giant holes in the plot and the characters weren't really likable and... You know, the whole time I'm like, but this is wrong, you know, (laughs) because then like your brain goes back to like what the IP is and you got to go, this is not what I, I, it just, it just just didn't ring, you know, true. It it worked, it it looked almost like, it felt like they were, they they were trying to retcon it a little bit in a way. And which brings me to the whole other side of it, which is that like the title card really screwed it. Like, that whole thing where, like, this is a movie made in 1995. I was like, no. <laughs> it's it's not. And you saying that makes it sound, it makes it so much worse. Like, it would have been fine as, like, uh, we made a Buzz Lightyear movie. I wouldn't have been like, this is a great movie, and it's a worthy successor to the Toy Story franchise. But I've been like, yeah, it's okay. You know, it was a fun romp for, like, 12-year-olds and not 6-year-olds and like don't take your kids to go see it cuz it's way too weird and violent and gross. Um but like, you know, it would have been like okay, like it's parts of it were done and they didn't really, you know, explore the planet all that much and they just you know, but but you know, it everything that was sort of mediocre about it became really pathetic when you considered the kind of character that it was all based on. So, and we can get into that stuff later because I kind of want to hear what you think first, but that's like my initial impression was just like, this is not good and it doesn't get any better when you consider what the source, what the source, source material was. And I'll say this now too. It is a shame that Tim Allen wasn't the voice of Buzz Lightyear. Like, that's a real missed opportunity, I think. I don't know if it would have worked. I don't know if that, if, if you know, but he's persona non grata in Hollywood right now because he's not, a, he's a conservative and he's a vocal one and he's kind of obnoxious as a person sometimes. And so he's, he's got so much money. He doesn't care what he says. And so he's just, I mean, he's really very wealthy. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think it matters that it's not Tim Allen because it's not Buzz Lightyear. It's really not. Yeah. It's some other guy. Who looks like Buzz Lightyear, um, which is, yeah, to the detriment of the movie that it has anything to do with, you know, Buzz Lightyear or Toy Story or any of that stuff. It that those title cards in the beginning are like, this is how, like, at the end of the filming process, we're like, how do we justify this? You know, how do we make this? and slap an IP on it. So no one will, you know, who's doubting themselves will decide, Oh, you know, maybe I should go see it. Even though it's a Pixar movie and most Pixar movies have a pretty good reputation. I mean, even the ones that really aren't that good, um, make a lot of money. So why they felt that they had to do that, I'm sure it's just a crappy power move of, you know, wrangling people like you and your son to go see it, you know, Mm -hmm. So I didn't care that it wasn't Tim Allen because I was watching it and I was like, this is not at all anything like what we know already. And the fact that they shoved all that stuff onto it, you know, it's like painting a statue, like a Renaissance statue with like crappy clown makeup where you're just watching it and you're like, this isn't, this isn't right. You've, you've done something wrong here. <laughs> it's just the wrong thing. It's like that know? scene in Batman when they go and they like they they improve on the art. <laughs> yeah, like they just like doodle like you know like Joker lips on this Roman bust, and you're just like, <laughs> oh, that's not how it should be. You know, it's 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 every space movie you've ever seen stapled together, and then they slap the Toy Story thing on it. Yeah. And so when you're watching it in the first 20 minutes or whatever, and he's doing all the lines that the toy does. And I only know a lot of that because I've seen Toy Story eight bajillion times. <laughs> I was 10 when that movie came out. So I've seen it a lot and I know it very well. And like 
you know, when he says things like, oh, blast, that's not how it's supposed to go. Or, you know, like a mission log. Blah, blah. And like he's doing the lines that the action figure would do. I mean, everything, even when like, you know, Buzz lands on Andy's bed, he kind of bounces yeah, and says like ground unstable. seems unstable. Like it's it's hysterically, it's I mean, like that stuff like, oh, look, it's subtle. I'm like, it's not that subtle. We've all watched that's, this movie a lot. No, that's not subtle. Like the, it was like a, a ice pick in my brainstem. <laughs> like I like cringed. I was like, oh, why is he doing the lines from the action figure? You know, like, and the only thing that sticks around is he keeps saying blast throughout the whole movie because all of that stuff falls away when the plot kicks in. So it's like, it doesn't matter that he says any of these things. It's just like, hey, remember this? The toy says it. You're like, ugh. And like, it, it, you're right. It falls away. But yet he still monologues at like really inopportune times, like running away from an exploding thing. He pulls out his arm and goes, mission log. I go, okay, look, it really is now not the time. It's just not. like, Yeah, that was like a gag that just didn't get dropped. <laughs> like, it made sense at first because he's doing it so that the audience knows what he's doing. And the other character teases him about it. And he goes, it helps me focus. You know, like, and we're like, all right, that's a, a silly thing. But he keeps doing it for the whole movie. You're like, is he really supposed to be doing that right now? But. Like at that point, it's not serving an expository function. So you're like, all right, that's, that's, stop. It's not funny. Um, so I thought the movie was just low tier Pixar. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it had a few moments that I laughed. This, you know, like the robot cat was funny and the gags were a little silly and the animation was unbelievable. Sure. But yeah. it wasn't that good. And the Toy Story stuff stuck on top of it, I found offensive. So I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. I, I wasn't not I was entertained enough that I didn't turn it off. <laughs> I actually didn't think much of the animation. And it's sort of it's like a tricky needle to thread. Like you want it to look good enough that the people are sort of like, wow, that's amazing. And maybe that's like an old person thing, and I guess I'm an old person now, you know, because like you want them to be like awed at what they see, but you also don't want to show them the seams. Like I was watching the behind the scenes for Lord of the Rings recently, and they were talking about the big miniatures that the, that they made, and the guy who who was like the the photography director for that that unit was like, we don't want you to notice this. We don't want you to go, wow, that was a great miniature that they shot around. Like they, they want it all to blend in, and it isn't quite the same thing if you if you have a fully CGI movie versus a movie that's a composite of all different kinds of of, um, of filmmaking. But at the same time, you kind of want those moments where you're really impressed, not like, oh, that's a great CGI shot, but like that's gorgeous. And that's the moment that I always look for. Like, what's the gorgeous moment? Like, for me in this, I thought the closest thing that came to it was when the, um, towards the end of the movie, when, they're, when, they, when they've got the crystal and they're, like, fleeing from the robots in, on, like, the dark side of the planet, which we can get back to that, because that, that, that kind of pissed me off. But um, they, you know... The girl hits the button to eject the thing, and it ruins the plan. And then, like Buzz is like all dejected, and he's kneeling in the dirt in this sort of like you know this twilight scene, and he kind of like exhales, and it's like his, the first time you like that you think about him breathing, and like a little bit of like um, like fog comes out because he's you know the air is cold. I was like, oh, that's a cool shot, like this really purplish twilight thing, and he looked really human there, like just it was a neat. It was like that was about as close as I got to being like this is a really good shot, and it's not so much like it's a good CGI shot; it's just a good shot. Well, yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, the characters themselves are always cartoony looking, which is what you really need to do. Yeah, but there's always just something about one of the movies when you watch them that, like, me being an old person who watched the original Toy Story, where it looks like a, you know, a flash video now. I know watch it, and you're like, oh my god, but it's still totally watchable because the story's so damn good. Oh, well, I mean, this, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, the animation compared to what it is is um, not as good. But you watch it now, like, I'm, when he climbs in the cockpit and he has all the buttons, and, like, I'm looking at the buttons, 
and they're all rendered unbelievably great. Some of them are smudged more than others. Like the ones that you push more often have like their words rubbed out a little bit, you know, versus like the eject button, which has never been pressed. So it's like a pristine looking thing. I mean, those things blow my mind. Yeah. There's always something, there's always like one thing. I remember watching Moana and like, I barely paid attention because all I could do was just stare at her hair. Yeah, the hair. Like, her hair looks amazing. <laughs> it's not even real. Yeah, the hair and the water. Like finding Nemo for me was that because it was you, you. You play so much with like shadow and depth and light, and it just yeah. That 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 was like oh wow, they really nailed that water thing, didn't they? Yeah, you know. So, um, but the movie's not great by any stretch, and I'm sure, you know people took their kids to see it were disappointed as hell because it was not what they were expecting yeah it didn't get good word it didn't do well at all financially um yeah no it was a it was a big letdown and like the thing about i don't know if it's just like we we kind of don't worry about pixar too much because they're owned by disney but like i don't know (laughs) you don't really hear too much about like their failures like the good dinosaur, like people, like people kind of memory hole these things, and that's a deliberate on the part of the company. Like they don't mention anything that goes wrong. They have such a unbelievable control over it that they can, you know, sh- shove other stuff in your face to remember. Like remember this, this, this was good. You all like this, and like you'll never see a a light year thing, you know, after a while. Like they'll do the the, the McDonald's tie-in, and then they'll make it fade away. Yeah, I think. I mean, that's part of it, obviously. The bigger the company, you can control the narrative. But I think also, too, it's just that they always fail for different reasons. You know, like when you watch Cars 2 and you're sitting here going, this movie is awful. And they clearly (laughs) just made it because they wanted to make more money because the first Cars made a bajillion dollars. And then you watch The Good Dinosaur and you're like, at least they tried with this one. (laughs) Like, Like that one was like a... That one was not great, but it was certainly different and interesting looking and, and all that stuff. And I'm not usually of the crowd that gives a pass on that. I'm sick of people throwing bad Star Wars movies in my face and going, at least it was interesting. Like, I don't care. It still sucked, you know, but but those movies tend to get a pass. So like when you have Cars 2 and everyone's like, oh, that sucked. And you get Cars 3, and it's only a little bit better, but they're like, well, God, thank God they didn't try to do like the, the last one. And you're like, yeah, but the movie's still not good, right? Like, Yeah, and like... So people I, give it like that benefit of the doubt. I don't know why. I, I think it's important to do what you just described, like to give a movie, like to say, okay, you tried to do something here. There are things about it that are, you know, that are good. It's just, it's not, it didn't work out. Like you, you, can, see, you can see someone honestly, and that's the important word there honestly take a shot and miss or it's to someone else's taste but not mine like that's totally fine but you're right cars 2 cars 3 these are all money grabs and that's fine and john lasseter also loved the cars movies he liked them more than anything else if you go back and watch cars by the way you can just find out it's a it's a ripoff of of doc hollywood from the 1990s like there's nothing to these movies he just likes the idea of toys you know which is all the cars are just toys you know, so he he likes them interacting. It's fun, you know. But like, Brave. I never saw Brave, but like, I imagine Brave's okay in that way. Like, they tried. It wasn't quite as good. It won an Oscar because it's like Pixar just won the Oscar for a long time for best for best animated film. But like, no one really likes Brave that much. They they like the character. They they think she's cool. It's a it's a heroine. She's got red hair. You know, like. But yeah, that was no one, one knows the like... story. They just, they just know it's a cool character. Yeah, that was another one that was like people had this expectation of what that story was going to be, and it it wasn't that, you know. Right. And I think with this one as well, everyone was expecting the same kind of character as the toy, this, you know, dashing, kind of goofy, bumbling space guy out there who takes, you know, his job seriously, but like he's having wacky misadventures throughout the galaxy, and we didn't get that at all at any stretch. So everyone was like, the hell am I watching here? This is yeah. dour and depressing. And and there's way too much plot for a little kid to keep track of. You know, you're, you're being thrown emotionally from here to there. 
you know, I don't, I'm not sure what they were going for here. So no, and I, and I was really disappointed for my son who really wanted to see kind of a cool Buzz Lightyear movie. And like, I'm, I'm trying to think of a new movie he's seen recently that really kind of spoke to him. And I don't think he, I mean, he we, we've seen the Paw Patrol movie, which of course we watched that, that, that was his first theater experience. And it was like at the end of the pandemic, so we were still like wearing masks, and like it worked. He, like he's watched it since then at home, but like you know, it wasn't really anything special. He, I think he saw Clifford <laughs> with my wife and his his friend, which he liked, but again, totally forgettable. Like there, this was like his first Disney movie, like his first, mm. you know, like big company, you know expensive stuff you know theoretically it's going to be a good product and it was it was so bad we left in the middle of it i mean like i i don't know what the hell he's gonna like he's gonna grow up on like we we kind of grew up on the disney renaissance films and we got lucky like before that they weren't making great movies and so the kids choices you know back in the 70s and 80s were just god awful like it's a miracle anybody came out of there with any you know creativity or soul at all but we kind of expect that there there to be like a staple of movies that come out when you're a little kid that like define you know your pop culture experience and we got lucky cuz we grew up at the right time where a lot of the, you know people who were really talented were making a lot of really good movies and that's not happening now and maybe i'm missing a bunch i should take him to go see but nothing's really jumping out at me and i don't really like think about this in terms of taking him into the movies because he's still kind of young and it's kind of a, a pain to take him. But, you know, I should want to show him new things. It can't all just be like, let's watch the movies that dad likes to watch. Like, I can't, you know, tie him to the chair and open his eyes like in Clockwork Orange and go, we're going to watch Star Wars. Like, no, we, <laughs> I, we have to do other things that are that are his friends are going to be talking about and things like that. I just, I just hope they're going to make better stuff than this because this wasn't very good. Yeah, you know, it's kids kind of glom onto whatever it is they they tend to like things that are elemental you know like our father was really big into cowboys and indians and good guys and bad guys and those sort of things and you know i like that stuff too not as much as he did he kind of just shrugged and was like all right fine but i like superheroes it's basically the same thing yeah so okay they find their own thing he's still your son's still young he's he's not that old. Yeah, no, they'll it's, make they'll make stuff and right. stuff you'll, you'll hate. So. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I can't imagine that people really, you know, adults really hated the Little Mermaid. Like, you may not have thought this was a great way to spend an hour and a half, but like, you didn't think it was bad. It was still a fun little movie with catchy songs, and like, it wasn't. You know, it it. it it did. It also didn't carry any baggage with it, and I feel that with everything becoming very political in the last several years, you know, I don't, I don't think this one did. I see. That's that was my main thing that I didn't like about this was that this was political, and maybe I'm reading into it a little bit, but like there was something about. The concept in 1995, the concept of uh, of the hero, you know, the, the the idea that you know a single person with with you know with specific and unique abilities was able to rescue a bunch of other people or save the day or do whatever was a fairly common thing. I mean, Die Hard is the best example of this that I can think of in terms of an adult movie. Like, John McClane is an everyman in a sense in that he didn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that was the thing at the time, was that he wasn't this giant, beefy guy, even though later on he you know, put on 50 pounds of muscle and you know ran his way through everything. But... At the time, he was this this the skinny guy from the TV show, and you know no one really took him seriously as an action star. But John McClane is also not an everyman in that a he's a cop, so he's legally allowed to do things that people aren't aren't allowed to do. But also, he is possessed of of an intelligence 
that enabled him to navigate the situation in Die Hard to come out on top. And, you know, it's it's a very singular story. He's a singular hero. He didn't have any help. He just did it. He was... And that, that was not an unusual thing to see in movies for a long time. One guy pretty much does everything. And, yeah, he gets help here and there from his little cadre, but for the most part, it's him. So that's the kind of character that the Buzz Lightyear toy is trying to emulate, except that he's a toy. And that's sort of the joke. You know, the idea, from what I gathered, having seen that movie a a million times, is that, like, the movie that the toy is based on, the character, rather, is, you know the kind of guy who could save the galaxy, whereas the toy, because it's a toy, is is an ineffectual dope. You know, he just didn't know that he was a toy, and that was kind of the gag. And like, all right, you can't you can't actually save the galaxy buzz because you're six inches tall or whatever else it is. Um but the idea was that he, you know, that it was not hard to imagine that 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 the the IP that Buzz Lightyear came from within Andy's world was you know, a genuine hero that didn't screw up royally the first chance he got and bumble his way through the next so many years of his life on this weird planet with these crazy bugs and, you know, you know, sentient plants or whatever the hell else it is. So, you know, in an effort to emphasize the unimportance of the singular masculine hero, because that's the thing about Buzz, too, is he's, he's extremely masculine, both in his demeanor and, and his, his design. They, they neutered the character and made him a toy, in a way. It made him as sort of ineffective and you know useless as, as the Tim Allen Buzz Lightyear was. And the, the movie becomes about coping with failure and learning how to lean on other people and recognizing that you can't do everything by yourself, which isn't a bad message, but it's also not a terribly interesting one for an action star. It's an interesting one for a toy to realize who you really are and you know who, who there is around you to, to help you through a situation when you have to come to grips with your reality. But Buzz doesn't have to come to grips with his reality. His reality is he's a space ranger, and he's an elite commando in this, you know, thing. And it turns out that he's useless, <laughs> you know, because he can't do anything by himself. You'd think he'd be able to do anything by himself, but, like, can you think of one thing in the film he can do by himself? Um, No. No, he can't do a damn thing. He's basically... I mean, like... And I've heard of, of, of people who you know complain about the Dark Knight. They say like Batman just failed the whole movie, and that's why it wasn't any good. And I go, okay, no, he did do that. He did you know struggle to succeed the whole film. Um, but the point was this: like, you know, he was so successful that he finally came up came up against a thing he could not beat, and it, it was confusing to him. He didn't know how to handle it, and it didn't go very well. But. But yeah, that was the thing that was bothering me the most was that they they neutered the character in an effort to point out that it's you know, we should worry about other people and how we can ask for help more than how we can attempt to do things with some with some independence. And I'm I'm probably reading too much into it, but I don't think that was an accident. Well, that's that's the message of the movie. Yeah, Learn to trust your friends. I mean, you know, that's every movie has a message at some point, especially kids' movies where they want you to learn something. I, that's why I think that like making it Buzz Lightyear is stupid because that's an IP that's not compatible with what the message of the movie is. You know, yeah. they just happen to be space rangers. You know, and. In some movies, it doesn't matter how certain things work. And I, I was thinking of the first Toy Story because they did this in the other ones too. He's the only one that doesn't know he's doesn't know he's a toy, right? Like he wakes up, he thinks he's really a space ranger, and all the other toys thinks he 
thinks that he's insane because he's like, what's wrong with this guy? He's, doesn't <laughs> he realize he's made out of plastic? You know, and then throughout the rest of the movie, whenever the kid walks into the room, he stops moving. And they're like, well, if he thought he was a real space ranger, wouldn't he like talk to the kid and be like, hey, I'm a space ranger and like, you know, scar the kid forever. But it really doesn't matter because that's not what that's not what is important in the film. It's about Woody learning to accept change and become friendly and, and all this kind of stuff. That's what the point of that movie is. So you sort of just brush it aside. Like, well, it's a kid's movie, whatever, who cares? But this movie had so much plot that they explained in detail. Like at one point when he comes back from one of his hyperspace trips, he's sitting there with the robot with a chalkboard. The robot is explaining to him why this thing is taking him, you know, four minutes of his life, but four years for us on the planet. I'm like, oh man, they're like really good. This is like interstellar here. Like we're getting into this, <laughs> you know? And like the whole movie's like that. So when they were taking time to like explain things, but then some things don't get explained at all. You just sat there like, well, that's what I, like I had forgotten why they were on that ship in the beginning. They were going back to earth, right? That was their mission. They were like a bajillion light years from Earth. I, they were, I don't know. They were going someplace specific. I don't know if it was Earth or not, but it wasn't like an exploration thing. They were on their way to get someplace that they had deliberately wanted to go to. Right. And then he stops because the computer's like, this planet has life on it. So, like, they pull a Yui and go there. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and he says, like, I only let out a couple of people to help me. And we're going to look at the And then, like, they get marooned there. They get stuck. You know, and I was like, is this really his fault? Like, because I don't know what the hell it is they were supposed to be doing there in the first place. I mean, he was up against ridiculous odds. The whole planet was trying to bring their ship down. <laughs> so he, like, blames himself for not getting them off the, the planet. And I was like. Well, he tried, didn't he? It's not his fault. Apparently, it was. That was the point of the movie. Yeah, the point <laughs> of the movie. Didn't, but it didn't feel real to me. I was like, he tried. I don't get this. Yeah, he tried, but like that's he. He didn't try the right way. He, you know, he didn't want to 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 accept help from the autopilot from Feathering Hemstan, which I thought was a really funny name. <laughs> that was funny. Bill Hader, by the way. Oh. Yeah, he was the only actor to be in uh both the Toy Story franchise and this movie. Hmm. He played a like a minor part in the uh in Toy Story 4. Uh. Yeah. But um it's also like a minor fact. <laughs> it's, it's not that important. Um but yeah, like the whole thing was like, you know, it's it is Buzz's fault cuz Buzz would not accept help from people. And like the whole point of the film is like you have to accept help from other people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, that is good advice. You should do that. You know, like no man is an island. That's fine. Like, but it's, that's not interesting, you know? And you're right. Like the character is ill-suited for this message because it doesn't jive with everything that you wanted that, that, that made sense that the real Buzz Lightyear in Andy's world would would behave like you know like right well that's what i was saying where it's like they made a movie and then they just threw on the toy story stuff afterwards because if you really knew about that's what the characters was like then he wouldn't have been written that way well, but, but he was well here's a question and i don't know this the answer to this but what do you think happened because this actually determines a lot of you know how one might feel about this what do you think happened at first? They came up with this space story or a story about people who need to learn how to trust other people for help and then went, do you know what would make this movie better if it was based on an existing property that people already liked? Oh, yeah, that's absolutely what happened. <laughs> or, or did they go, we want to make a Buzz Lightyear movie because that would be cool because it's... The idea was that it was a popular franchise at the time that Andy got the toy. He's kind of a cool toy. 
what would a Buzz Lightyear movie be? Because you got to see what Woody's origin was in Toy Story 2 with the whole, like, you know, the Roundup gang. And the other characters in those movies were all either generic toys or they were just like, you know, Etch-A-Sketch or that, that phone that could talk and that kind of thing. They're all toys that we, we were all familiar with that didn't have a TV show. Like Barbie had a thing, although that's getting a movie now. Um, yeah. But like, you know... I don't know that they didn't do it the other way around. That they that that they were they were like, we should make a Buzz Lightyear movie. What would it be about? Well, we can't make it be about anything that Tim Allen would have starred in in the nineties. You think about why they cast Tim Allen. Like I don't know what came first, the Toy Story or Galaxy Quest. I, th- I think to- Toy Story did. Toy Story. But like that kind of you know that voice, that very American white male. You know, to infinity and beyond. Like that's uh, you know, that's an archetype that people don't like. It's not. It's it's not in vogue now in Hollywood to have that. There are no more John McClane's. There are no more Buzz Lightyear's. There would never be a show like Home Improvement made today. Not not in a million years. And you know that 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 sort of you know, not ultra masculine, but you know masculine forward kind of character would not be appreciated. And so I wonder if they didn't decide, like, we're going to make a Toy Story movie and we're going to make a a Buzz Lightyear movie and we're going to kind of take them down a peg. Well, why would they do that? I think they would do that because people who write movies in Hollywood are not interested in necessarily giving people what that they want. They're interested in saying, this is how it should be. Because for Christ's sakes, and I, like, we haven't brought it up until now, there is no way in 1995 there would have been a homosexual relationship featured in a major motion picture for children. It didn't bother me it existed here. It, I, it's the least interesting thing about this movie was 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 that you know, you know, half second kiss with these this couple that had a a kid that went to college or whatever it was, but like that wouldn't have existed either. Why put that in here? It's because they think it should be in here. People writing it have an idea of, you know, if we're gonna think about this as like looking into the past. We 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 want to write that past in the in the way that we think is the is the most forward thinking, which is ironic. Yeah, I'm. Well, I mean, obviously that would never have happened, but I'm more inclined to think that they did it afterwards because, I mean, I think you're reading too far into it. But also, there's so much plot and there's so much sci-fi homages to things that they didn't know what they were doing. It reads more like there were too many cooks in the kitchen and they kept throwing things in that they wanted to have happen. Our buddy Greg was actually texting me about it where he was saying like, I counted two or three movies that they're ripping off. I said two or three, there's at (laughs) least 10. And I like went down the list. You've got, you know, Star Wars, Starship Troopers, Interstellar, Gravity, Star Trek. I don't know. I can do five more. But yeah, there's a lot. There's just a lot, you know, and and the fact that like it kept switching and jarring, like the first 20 minutes is where him, you know, he's trying to get this fuel stuff to work so we can get everyone off the planet and he keeps jumping ahead and, you know, we're watching that woman's life flash before his eyes. You know, every time he comes back, she's engaged and she's married and she has a kid and the kid is grown. And by the end of it, he's with the granddaughter. <laughs> But also, like, they don't like they don't like him. They don't trust him. We're shutting this program down, and he has to go rogue. You know, <laughs> like he's got like steal a ship, and then he ends up meeting the ragtag group of losers on the outpost. And then he has to fight robots. And I was like, oh, what are we doing here? Like, we keep going into different into different plot points. And half the time, which is very frustrating for me, those plot points only came about because some idiot screwed something up. Yeah, like like he Taika Waititi's character bumbled something, it blew something up, and then they're in trouble. I was like, ah, oh, come on, really? Would they really have done that? 
you know, oh, we need this power cell for this part of the ship. Now we need this power cell. Oh, I didn't know that the still thing runs out. Now we're in trouble. I'm like, oh, no one's that dumb. <laughs> you know, like dumb decisions by characters that make the movie longer is bad writing. Yeah, I think that was most evident too when, you know, she hits the eject button for the core, you know, for that crystal thing and it strands them there. And then that that's when they're at their lowest point before they go up to the ship for the third act of the movie, which is a completely different movie than the rest of it. Right. And then you get the, the time travel where he meets himself. And I'm like, now we're on a whole different thing here. Like, uh, this doesn't make any sense. So, like, And it was funny because my, my wife, we were just watching it like like an hour and a half ago. And when, you know, the whole character has been going on this whole time, like we have to get back to the, you know, to the, to the past to fix the thing that never happened. And then he's given that opportunity at the end of the movie by his, his future self. And he says, well, well, hang on a minute. If we do that, everything that's been created since then will be destroyed. And my wife was like, well, that's kind of dumb. I go, yeah, but it's like a thing that happens in time travel movies when they realize that, like, and which they, in like uh, Avengers Endgame, they totally side it by saying, all right, we'll bring everyone back. But, yeah. Everyone who's here can't die. Right. And, yeah. Avengers you know, Endgame does it. But there's that there's that episode of Deep Space Nine where they find a colony of their descendants like eight hundred years in the future and there's like two thousand people living on this planet. Oh yeah. Right. And they're like, Well, if we go back in time, everyone here will cease to exist. And so the dilemma becomes, you know, do we deliberately maroon ourselves here so that the timeline can play out or should we try to get back home so we can save our own lives, but everyone here will disappear. And then there's that whole ethical thing like, well, does it really count if they never really existed? I mean, are they really dead? This is a freaking kids movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that that was heady for a, you know, an hour long sci-fi show in the mid 90s. Yeah. I forgot about that's actually yeah I was like I'm I'm trying to think where have I seen this whole concept before and I've seen it a bunch of times but that was my that was my favorite and uh, it's a good episode I wouldn't take my six year old to watch it no you know so like it, all of these different things I mean had these a good ending don't that mesh too. and it did have a good ending they did a good job with that yeah <laughs> Space Nine was a good TV show we should watch that instead uh, yeah I mean. You only see a little bit of that when he tells them, like, but then the granddaughter won't exist. And, like, the old Buzz is like, I don't even know who that is. Like, he doesn't care. Yeah, he's so monomaniacal. So, yeah, it was another, we have to have a movie about a space person learning the value of friendship. I mean, there's not really a villain for most of the movie either. Like, the robots don't come until halfway through. (sighs) No, they don't. And I really wanted it to be more interesting than that. Like... I, it was just such a rushed thing. Like I went, I mean, well, just to be clear, there was no ex- actual explanation for where old Buzz came from, right? Did I miss something? Well, that's the other thing. That's why it's also bad writing because it was like we need an we need a villain at the end. Who is Zerg? Is he just a robot? And I'm sure they were like, let's make him future Buzz. You're right. There was no explanation for that. And then they kept writing themselves into corners because. Old Buzz gets like the robot suit and all the extra robots from nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that was my yeah. That's where I was going. It was like it just appears. Like just, I yeah, found this just, technology and I uh, borrowed it. Yeah, I that's, borrowed that's it. And I'm old because it took me a long time to figure out how to use it. And I'm sitting here like horseshit. No, <laughs> that's not right. Because hasn't the movie told us so far that he's completely useless by himself? Mm-hmm. So how did he? What? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's why they were like, we better make it a a Toy Story movie so people go see it. Uh, uh, I can't imagine it was any more complicated than that. I don't know. I. I... <laughs> it's okay. Could it's be okay. either. Tom, they know. <laughs> it could be either. I don't know. I I still think that they wanted to. They they wanted to make a Toy Story movie, and they didn't know what to do. And you're right, like 19 people worked on it. And if you go look at IMDb, it it lists like three people. You know, yeah, if it's three people, few, it was at least 10. Yeah, like <laughs> so, like the director, 
Matthew Aldrich and Jason Headley. And Jason Headley, I, his name I know. He's, it's, he's, you know, he did Onward and a few other things. Um, Aldrich also sounds familiar. I'm trying to think what he was. Oh, he wrote Coco. Um, I'm trying to think what else he's written here. Nothing else I know. But like, yeah, like these, these kind of journeyman writers hanging out on holiday. But you're right. Like, there's always there's gonna be like a bunch of guys that did a couple of bits. But like, it was you know a camel. It was assembled by committee. It was like this is a good idea too, and that's why I don't know. I kind of have a feeling that they they began with the idea to do Buzz Lightyear, and they got so many people involved. Like, I don't think it was like a nefarious thing. To say that, like, we're going to make a Buzz Lightyear movie, but it's not going to be the Buzz Lightyear movie that Vince wants to see. It's going to be one that the woke millennials or the zennials or whatever the hell they call themselves, that's the one that they want to see. I think it was like, we we want to make a Buzz Lightyear movie. We think that would be fun. Yeah, okay, great. You know, and let's give me something fresh and different. Let's not do anything that would be plausible for tim allen to do the voice of like we you know we want to be close to that in terms of tone but far enough away from it that's not you know it's, it doesn't smack of the mid 90s where they you know they don't 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 want too, too many reminders of that i mean yeah i mean that's that that's how you get a lesbian kiss in this movie so someone says we need to have you know like there was a meeting i swear to god there must have been a meeting so it was can we get a homosexual kiss in this movie somehow. And they went, yeah, okay, fine. You know, and yeah, we'll just change I mean, one thing a, from male to female, and that was the end of that. There's a lot of that. And and again, you know, I don't care. It's really not at all important or interesting. or I can't stress that enough. It's not important. But it it's not an organic decision that gets made. You know? And someone goes, you know what this needs... And, like, how do you reconcile that with, again, we are two yahoos from nowhere. And you and I both know that that decision doesn't happen without someone just, you know, from corporate saying, can we get that in there? If you're also going to say at the beginning of the film, this is a 1995 story. Well, that's why I think it was, there was no thought put into that. I mean, anybody who was alive then making movies would know that 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 is not what you would see. Yeah, none of it. I mean, like, but like as a style of film. Well, things have changed. That's why I'm saying like that line doesn't have anything to do with anything because this the temperament of people now is very different from 25 years ago. In a good way. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's improved. So like to sit there and be like, this is the movie he saw. Like, well, then you're an idiot because you don't know anything about movie history, do you? I mean, 25 years ago was not that long ago. You can check. I Googled it right now. <laughs> you know, popular action movies were like Die Hard with a Vengeance, you know, Desperado, Crimson Tide. You know, if you're looking at, you know, uh, sci-fi movies, you got Waterworld, you've got Mortal Kombat, Batman Forever. Th- they were not like this. And they certainly didn't have lesbians with children on it. So, like. The fact that they just threw it up there is just like, oh, it's Toy Story, by the way. <laughs> because anyone with half a brain who knew anything about movies would not have done that. Yeah. And if you and I, I was actually very surprised at how quickly those words fade off the screen. I was like, this is a movie for, for children, right? Like you're gonna give them a second to read the title cards, right? But they, <laughs> they did. It came up real fast. I was like, oh, we're, we're getting right to it. All right. That's that's true. I um. Tom Hanks, by the way, was in two of the top five movies of 1995. Do you know what the other one was? Uh, was one Castaway? No, I was much later. Um, no, I don't know. Apollo 13. Oh, yeah, that was a good movie. Which is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a favorite. It oh, funny. it's great. Nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, it doesn't does that tell you anymore. Well, that, but no, but back then, popular films were not, and like, I, you know, after a while, you know, you once you'd get things like, you know, Green Book or, you know, other kinds of movies that literally nobody saw that, get, that got nominated for things, after a while, people kind of be, 
you know began to complain and someone said i forget one who it was like you know apollo 13 was was nominated for best picture and went oh yeah because it was a great movie and like you know these were all the films that were up there like it was braveheart and casino and usual suspects and heat and uh you know and dead men walking and then apollo 13 was up there too you know that's why everyone was so so like impressed when Ford v Ferrari was up there because it was like this is a kind of a basic bitch of a movie <laughs> but it was still really good and it had nice performances and it was accessible and people went to go see it and it made a lot of money and you know it's just somehow that the the two things became separated making money and winning awards like you didn't like it, it, it's almost like making too much money disqualified you from from winning the award because the award show became designed to get people to go see your movie. But anyway, but this this is not good. Anything you liked about it? No. <laughs> not I even mean, the cat. The cat was okay. Ah, uh, come on! The cat was funny. I mean, it's. I mean, it was very toygenic. It comes out in October. Uh, yeah. We looked sure. it up, or like, you know, when when can you buy the cat? You know, I I did laugh. I did laugh at one point with the cat, where it's coughing up a fur ball that ends up being a blowtorch. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that was I did too. that was kind of funny. But no, I did. I I really didn't like. I didn't like any. I mean, I I, I didn't actively dislike. You know, stuff beyond my basic complaint about the tone of the film. Like, all things we talked about, like, like, there isn't a thing like I really, like, oh, I hated this. I just, you know, really thought it was just kind of stupid and ill-conceived and, you know, cobbled together bizarrely. But um, but there was nothing that stood out to me. Like, oh, this is great. Like, I had a couple of moments where I was like, oh, this visually is interesting or whatever but no i just nothing really jumped out at me like yeah this is this is really a lot of fun here it's just like kind of plotted along one action bit running over here this this sci-fi trope and yeah it's just not, no, nothing stood out to say like i really enjoyed even this segment like the like the thing i just just mentioned about the fucking cat was i don't know the 14 second bit like when it wasn't anything long enough like i don't know no, so not 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 really. I didn't again. Didn't hate it, but I can't think of anything that that I liked in particular. So, yeah. All right. okay. Anything you liked about it in particular? Uh, I thought I, th- I thought it was funny at first, and then the the laugh sort of died down. You know, as it got more serious. So, like the cat was funny. Um, I like that it would go like beep boop beep. You know, like it would do like. Computer sounds as if it was a person, yeah, you know. But then, like that stuff started fading away, and then you had these odd moments where, the, like, where they were eating the sandwiches from the vending machine, yeah, and the bread the... was in the middle, and they were like teasing him that he was out of date. And I was like, wow, they did this so much better in Demolition Man with the seashells. Oh God, you know, was... <laughs> it was like they sat in a room and they were like, "All right, everybody, write down your favorite sci-fi movie, and we'll do something like that." So, like, they can't make jokes about poop and stuff, so they were probably just like, "Oh, the sandwiches are reversed." I was like, "I mean, that's not practical, but okay." <laughs> and he even says he's like, "My hands are all greasy now," and they're like, "Yeah, that's the best part." He's like, "No, that's why there's bread." <laughs> It literally makes no sense. Like, yeah, I was there. Like, he's right. You know, like, <laughs> you need the two bread pieces to hold your sandwich together. You don't reverse it with the meat. He's right. You know. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, and the other, the other, the other fun again. It's the cat. Is when um, uh, the cat. Blow, uh, blow darts the one guy in the neck. <laughs> You've got five minutes. This <laughs> is yeah. like, that. <laughs> like he, he probably goes, wait, was that for me? If I ever got out of line, <laughs> I bought you five minutes. <laughs> I bought you five minutes. <laughs> the yeah. deadpan of the cat was good there. Yeah, that, but that was it. That was the only things I really could thought thought was that was very funny. Even though the cat doesn't make any sense, like 
No. Shouldn't everyone have the cat? Did you, did you watch any of those pitch meeting YouTube videos I sent you? Yeah, I uh, the, I, I watched a bunch of those. The one yeah. for um the uh, the the Thor was was great. Right. Yeah. Some are better than others. He did one for this I just saw the other day. He's a funny guy. <laughs> Where they say like, okay, so he has this emotional support cat that his friends give him, and the guy's like, that's a great idea. He goes, yeah, but then they want to take it away when he's done with his missions and all his friends are dead. He goes, oh geez, you think he'd want the cat more than ever? He goes, I know. Shut up. Anyway, so this. Is- <laughs> I was like, yeah, like the cat doesn't make any sense at all. It's just funny to have it there. So, yeah, nothing else in the movie made a whole lot of sense anyway. So, no, it uh, it did not. Too bad. It's too bad. Yeah, too bad. Yeah, I mean, could you make a movie about Buzz Lightyear? They had a whole TV show about it. He had his own cartoon. Though, did he? Yeah, it's. I think it was on Disney Channel. Hmm. I mean, it was cheap you know 2000s animation or whatever but yeah you could do this sure i mean like that's yeah that 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 is the kind of thing that you you know you again and that's in line with what this was i mean toys like this had their heyday yeah like a he-man show or something yeah or the the (laughs) ninja turtles or like anything like this where you could make a tv show that really didn't have to you didn't have to know who zerg was yeah, it's an adventure a week, like Inspector Gadget or something. I was just going to say, that was guy had just a hand. There wasn't even a body attached to it, as far as I know. You know, the claw was just, you know, or Dr. Claw, whatever the hell the hand was, like, or pound on, on the... You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why no, are you talking to the wind here? Like, what? No, I know what you mean. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's what it was. It, it was him and a bunch of space rangers. They all had the same suit on as him. It was like a Green Lantern almost, because they were all different aliens. Yeah. So they could obviously do it. They chose to go another way. <laughs> yeah. So. And like and, and and that was sort of a thing back in the and in, in like at that time it was like, well what if we made a serious version of it? And everything became kind of dark and gritty and you know I don't know. I think it'd been fun to make a super clean version of all these things where like everything's like shiny and new, like at the end. Got the got the new suits. Uh, yeah, you know, just do something else. I don't. I just don't know why they decided to not make a space movie. Like, why it had to be Buzz Lightyear. I guess we'll never know. No, we'll never know. Well, they'll never tell me. I mean, someone might know, <laughs> but they won't tell me it. So. No, probably not. All right. But if you guys out there listening have any thoughts about any of this you can let us know on twitter or instagram at three drinks in pod you can let us know on facebook you can email us at three drinks in podcast at gmail.com don't forget to check out their our, our, our merchandise store over at t public subscribe to the podcast leave ratings and reviews i think that's everything i think that's it all right as always please drink responsibly and we'll talk to you all next time Bye-bye. bye Sound it seems.